So, City of Seattle has more homicides than new police hires in 2023. Is there a correlation between defund the police and all the police officers that left and crime rates going to the moon, including murder? I don't know. Let's get into it. Let's see what we got going on here in Seattle. On Thursday, Seattle recorded its 57th homicide. Ah, nice job, Seattle. Well done. Really setting some records here. Tying the record high from 2022 with four months still remaining in the year. Oh, we got room to go. This could be a record-breaking year. Not in a category you want, though, unfortunately. So it's been revealed that 669 officers have resigned from the Seattle Police Department since 2019, the bulk of which left the city left following the city council voting to defund the department in 2020. Uh, that, that was just such a ridiculous time. And those of you, I have so many of you guys that reach out to me and say, hey, I've been with you since the beginning, since you were with the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. And I guess we should go Seattle Real Estate Podcast, however that works. And um, and I covered Chop and Chaz in that whole defund the, the police department thing. The president of the Seattle Police Officers Guild, Mike Salon, told the Ari Hoffman Show on Talk Radio 570 KVI, this year alone, we've got more homicide numbers, as tragic as that is, than we do police recruits. And I talk about this all the time here on News for Reasonable People. And this is this is not just a Seattle issue. This is a Portland issue. This is a San Fran issue. Any of the police departments that defunded their police or threatened to or went down that crazy train road, they're all struggling. Departments across the United States are struggling to keep numbers up. Because you've vilified policing as a profession. So we've had more people die in the city of Seattle than we've had police hires in the year of 2023. It's horrifying. I mean, is is there a correlation? Absolutely. These criminals know that there's no repercussions for their actions. So you, know, you get in a beef with somebody, you want to end that beef, you want to end that person, go for it. Because you know what? Not much is probably going to happen. And even if you do get caught, even if the police do have the ability to finally make an arrest on whatever it is, you know, it, there's no guarantee that anybody's going to keep you in jail. And then you'll probably be released on no bond and you'll just be able to go about your way. I was reading a story yesterday. Uh, it was a guy out in murder on uh, down in Portland. It's like, yeah, he didn't show up for his court date. And they immediately had to go out and arrest him. They found him at a homeless encampment. <laughs> you know, it's like, why didn't you just, if, if he's, you know, a menace to society, if you've got him up on these charges, you got to keep him in jail. You got to keep these people behind bars. But we're not doing that because of, yeah, we're just not doing that, right? According to the union, the total number of deployable officers is now less than 900. Less than 900 cops for a city with with official population of like 750,000 people. 900 cops. Tell me at some point in time that is going to have just a disastrous effect when we have one major issue go on. People are going to say, just like people in uh, in Maui have said, well, where, where were the police? Where was all of our, you know, where's all of our help? Well, here in Seattle, the issue is you don't have enough. And the only way we're making this go, the only way Portland's making it go right now with police staffing levels is overtime. 
But if you have a massive event happen, you can't have officers in more than one, one spot at, at a time. I don't know if you knew that, but that's, that's a thing, right? So according to the union, the total number of deployable officers now nine, less than 900, resulting in a staffing crisis, they say is primarily driven by the hostility public officials direct at officers. One council member previously proposed laying off officers based on the color of their skin. If that isn't straight up racism, I don't know what is. Hey, uh, Whitey, you over there, you're fired because we got to keep the BIPOC community employed as police officers. That is literally what Lisa Herbold, one of our city council members, said as we were looking at what would happen to the Seattle Police Department if if the whole chop chas thing actually happened, which was one of their requirements was defund the Seattle Police Department by 50%. So if you're going to lay off a whole bunch of cops, we're going to lay off Whitey first. That's literally what we're going to do. While you white cops, yeah, you're going to lose your jobs. Even if you've had tenure way beyond all these other police officers, because it's usually first, your last in, first out, right? Those with the least experience, well, you fire them because you want to retain your your folks that know what they're doing, that have the more experience, have the ability to handle difficult calls. But no, no, our city council was like, nah, fire hub, fire Whitey, so we can, you know, keep our keep our other hires. That was literally thrown out there. That's how crazy things have gotten, right? And the Seattle Police Department has one of the most diverse police officer um mixes in the United States. I mean, they've, they, 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 that's just a fact. So officers began leaving the department after a 2017 ordinance overhauled the city's police accountability system, creating a new oversight system. God, we've just got these oversight systems, federal oversight, federal oversight, just being, you know, let go, creating a new oversight system comprised of the office of police accountability, the office of inspector general for public safety and the community police commission. The force has been stretched so thin that it came up short in the number of officers needed for major event weekends. Now, when we talk about that, we're talking about like when you have Taylor Swift, the Mariners, God, who was it? Taylor Swift's uh, Mariners, um, the Sounders, uh, we had Capitol Hill Block Party, all these really big events happen one weekend. And you know what? It it went okay. We didn't have any major disasters. But if you had one big blowout, you know, some major event happened, you wouldn't be able to cover all of these things going on in a city the size that Seattle is with less than 900 deployable officers. It's just, it's not going to happen. You can't have people in more than one place at a time. That's just, just it is. Officers left for other cities that don't have these policies, shocking. And after working without a contract for years at a time, 92 officers resigned in 2019. And then by 2020, the number had grown to 186. The major exodus began after the city council voted to defund the department in response to the Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots that rocked the city in 2020. That was just so ridiculous. And I don't blame police officers for leaving. I wouldn't want to be a cop in Seattle. No, no. I want to be a cop somewhere nice and quiet, right? But then again, I'm 54 and I don't need the excitement in my life. Some of you young bucks and buckets out there, maybe you do. Maybe that's what you're looking for. You know, clearly 
people want to be in the mix, right? And have stuff going on. I'd rather be, uh, know that I'm going to be able to live to retirement age, that kind of thing. So according to Seattle Police Department, 61 officers resigned in 2023 as of June. This is in 2023, 61. So you will see notices where, oh, we've got this many in our, in, in our hiring class. Yeah, but you've got this whole number of folks that are still leaving, that are still leaving the force. So that's resigned in uh, 61 in 2023, resulting in only 875 deployable officers in the department. Cities of similar size, such as Boston, have 2,144 sworn officers in its police department. 875 versus 2144. Literally two and a half more times the number of cops in Boston than Seattle. I mean, that's insane. But, you know, this is this is where we sit in a liberal city like Seattle. It'll be fine. I mean, we don't need the cops. We're proving it. Everything's just fine. As crime goes up, murder rate just goes up. As officers have left, crime in the Emerald City has spiked. Not shocking. Is, is this shocking to anybody? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I think the crime levels have escalated far beyond what the numbers show. It's because people aren't reporting things. I, I see this in stories all over. One of my other stories I'm going to read today is about pirates and the inland kind of waters of um, Oakland. You literally got modern day pirates stealing people's boats, doing a bunch of drugs, stripping the boats, taking a bunch of stuff, literally writing, I love somebody's name in bleach on the boat's upholstery on the seats. You know, just crazy stuff like that. But what was interesting in the interviews was that the folks who own boats in Oakland basically say, hey, we got one cop here. You don't have enough cops on boats to make a go of it. So we know that when we call 911 for a water type issue, nobody's going to come. So, you know, they're all armed. They all, they're all armed. And they just know that they're basically on their own. They're on their own. So people aren't, they're not, they're not calling 911. They're not reporting incidents like this because they know that they're just going to have to handle it. They're just going to have to take care of it. Salon told Hoffman, people need to really understand we don't have enough staff to effectively answer 911 calls in the manner that we should. This is really important. This is where this really hits the road. We don't have enough staff to properly investigate detective work post 911 calls that develop into some kind of case against a suspect and or advocate for a victim. This is the reality. If, if, if you're a female and you have something bad happen to you in Seattle, the odds of your perpetrator going free are pretty high because you don't have the ability of the police officers to do the follow-up required to put these guys away. So the cops are literally going from one call to the next. There's not enough backup to handle this kind of stuff where you've got more of a complex case where you got to build a case. We need manpower. We need man hours able to follow up and do all the minutiae stuff. You don't have that. It's just not happening. This is the reality is what we're saying here. But most folks are like, well, we seem to be doing fine. I mean, what could, what could really go wrong here? 
Well, at some point in time, I believe you're going to find out. Because there's going to be some kind of major catastrophe. Maybe it's a natural disaster. There's going to be something. And then all of a sudden, people are going to go, well, where, where are all of the police? What happened to all the po- Where did all the police go? Now, you remember that whole defund the police thing? Yeah, that's where they went. Oh, well, how can we get some back? I've, uh, I've been talking about the um, situation in Oakland. I mean, just crime off the hook. Hey, Oakland just going ham on its own residence. Just some crazy stories out of Oakland. So bad that the NAACP has really come down on the whole defund the police thing. And they have, you know, basically stated, we need more cops. And what they came up with is a 10 point plan. This is the NAACP in Oakland reaching out to its leaders saying, hey, you got to do something. We're getting murdered here, literally, literally by the dozens. And so their, their, their number one point was hire 1000 police officers, get to 1000 police officers. And you know what? That's everybody's goal, but you can see what's happening here in Seattle. You're not, you don't have a net in migration of police officers because you got more murders happening than police officers. And guess what? Nobody wants to be a cop. It's just, we have hammered on policing as a profession to the point where young folks are like, a cop? Are you effing kidding me? No way. I'll become some software engineer and make 200 grand. That is literally the attitude here. Why would I want to put my life on the line and people are just going to rag on me for being a cop? It's not, law enforcement here in the Pacific Northwest is not looked upon kindly, even by quasi what they call themselves reasonable. They're not reasonable people, but they're like, oh yeah, you know, I I, I vote a little left to center, but I'm on board with police. You're not, you're not, you're just not. Call it what it is. You don't like cops. Because, you know, everybody left to say, oh, no, defund the police. Greatest concept ever. It's going to work out just swimmingly, right? Former Seattle Police Lieutenant Jessica Taylor wrote in a recent resignation letter that Seattle Police Department is dangerously understaffed and the officers and their families are suffering. The hours are ruthlessly long and due to the staffing crisis created by you, the mayor and the council. She was writing this letter to the mayor, the city council and also the current police chief, Adrian Diaz. She went ham on Adrian Diaz. Just, uh, she is, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say she is not a fan of uh, police chief Adrian Diaz. If you want to check out that podcast, it's on this channel. I read the entire letter. Um, it was a long letter. I think it was like a 45-minute podcast. It was 30 minutes worth of reading the letter, I believe. But she just went on and on and on about everything that she experienced and why she was quitting. I think she had 22 years in or something. Really interesting perspective of somebody who has recently quit Seattle Police Department. She goes on to say, these unsafe conditions are entirely unacceptable, completely. They have also been working for years without a contract, also unacceptable. Yeah, you've just kind of, you've just kind of shoved down policing to this, 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 this low level, like lower than garbage workers, because everybody's like, oh, you're running around murdering innocent people, you know, and, and that's just not the case. 
But we've put, you know, policing with such a negative connotation. Nobody wants to do it, you know, and you could lose your life. And we had the whole anti-police, defund the police geniusness that went on across the country. And now literally you've got politicians in cities, podcast yesterday, <laughs> woman was like, I just had my car jacked and I, my leg was broken and I was assaulted. And the police did a, such a stellar job of helping me out. And, you know, in 2020, she was one of the police, she was one of the council members in her community basically saying, you know, we've got to, we've got to cut the, we've got to take resources from the police budget and and move them out because the police are just, they're terrible people. I mean, they're just ruining our community. And now here we are just a couple of years later, like most reasonable people predicted. And they're saying, God, we need some more cops in here. Good Lord, I'm getting assaulted. This is terrible. We need more cops. Everybody needs more cops because people are quitting. They're not coming on. And then you've, you've dropped the requirements for becoming a cop to the point where you're getting some folks in that aren't necessarily able to make it through the rigorous training to become a police officer or they're dipping out, right? It's one thing to get numbers in. It's another thing to actually get them on the streets and start training them. And then do you want a police department filled with a bunch of rookies? There's nothing wrong with rookies in sports. Because they're young, they're athletic, they're out to prove themselves. But in policing and public safety issues, you need somebody that has been around the block, not once, but twice, and maybe a handful more times than that, knows how to literally de-escalate things, right? And that's what police do. So let's continue with, once again, officers are working without a contract as the current agreement expired in December of 2020, which is hurting recruiting efforts. Additionally, recruiting efforts promised by Democratic Mayor Bruce Harrell have fallen flat or not even begun. I keep reading that. He came on board under, um, a, a, you know, a public safety stance. You know, I'm going to clean things up. But the real issue is that even if, you know, Mayor Bruce Harrell says, hey, this is what we're going to do recruiting wise, you know, police departments across the country are trying to recruit cops. They just are. They're trying to recruit people. But it's an uphill battle. And you can see with as many folks as we've had quit in 2023 in the city of our size, this is this is not going in the right direction. <laughs> when you've got more murders than hires in an already depleted police staff. I mean, we've been depleted for years. Cause this is, this is the Pacific Northwest. We're super liberal, don't like cops. It'll work out until it doesn't, right? And that's, that's kind of the, the siren song that I keep hearing is this isn't going to work out well. And I believe it because the numbers are what they are. At some point in time, something's just going to go, Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think the vast majority of folks in Seattle will be like, wow, we didn't know. Well, that's because you get your news from XYZ and you're not aware because the depleted number of cops isn't necessarily a good thing reflecting on current leadership in Seattle. On Wednesday, a federal judge ruled to terminate the majority of the consent decree. There was a federal consent decree. District Court Judge James L. Robart ruled that officer accountability and police crowd control tactics will still need federal oversight which will leave the consent decree in place, but at a partial capacity. 
you got to let the cops do their job. You just do. All of this, you know, oh, you can't do that. Oh, oh, oh not that. Not that. Oh, not that. Not that. Oh, no. You're, you're impacting somebody's civil rights. Oh, you know, at some point in time, you just got to let the cops do their thing. All this oversight. And look where we are. All this oversight. The bad guys doing whatever the F they want, right? I mean, is that not what we've got going on? Tell me of all the news stories you read out of California. All right. Yep. A guy took a hammer and bashed all the store glass out and just ripped out all the expensive things. And then he walked out the front door and, you know, there's not much we can do. Or you might have, you know, 20, 30 kids in ski masks run into a store, rob it, run out. This is what we've got going on. You can't tell me all this doesn't work part and parcel when you have fewer cops available to do the policing that they should be able to do to keep our communities safe. But no, this is what you get in a city like Seattle. More murders than cops. Robert said, uh, Robart, I don't know how you pronounce that. Robart said that he was proud of his progress made by the department in implementing a more constitutional form of policing in a March court filing. Was, wasn't it during the Obama era that Seattle police got some massive award? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's true. And then all of a sudden, we get a bunch of these leftist jerk-offs. Like, ah, police are terrible. This is awful. We need to get rid of them all. And then we just brace anarchy. And that's what we did in 2020. We embraced anarchy. And we said, oh, this is okay. It's all right. $5 billion worth of damage across the United States. It's okay. It's all right. We'll rebuild. Yeah, broken glass. You can rebuild that. That's not a crime. It's not a crime against a person if it's against a building. Well, uh, you know, Webster's would disagree with you there, right? And I would too. In a March court filing, the city and the Department of Justice agreed, stating Seattle Police Department had made far-reaching reforms and has achieved remarkable progress since the institution of the consent decree and is now a transformed organization. How much of this is just straight-up politics? How much of this is just somebody who doesn't like cops saying, uh, yeah, you know, because of this, this, and this, these guys, you know, they're really, you know, really impacting some people negatively. Let's just hamstring them as far as their ability to do their job. And then you run into this situation where nobody wants to be a cop because they can't really do their jobs the way they should be able to. And then we wonder why, huh, murders through the roof. Weird, right? According to the filing, any pattern or practice of unconstitutional force that existed has been eliminated. Well, that's because we need to put a positive spin on policing at the moment, right? I'm not saying that's what's happening. But hey, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out, all right, we're short police numbers. How can we put a positive spin on this? All right, let's get all this good stuff going and let's give them the ability to hire some more cops in there. I mean... Salon added, anybody that voted for defunding needs, and that's running for re-election, the community that votes needs to really take a hard look at what the defunding movement did to Seattle. 100% agreed. They just do. We don't even need to take a look. We know. It's, it's, put, a, it's put the Seattle the city of Seattle in a tenuous position because you just flat don't have enough cops. So there you go. But majority of news outlets will not cover this because they, they don't like cops. They're, 
they just, you know, it's this whole, well, they're, they're, they're not good. Look what happened to George Floyd. That goes across everything, you know, and you apply that to everybody across the United States as far as policing goes. But it's simply not true. Because when you, when, when something bad happens to you, when the bad man comes to your house, you call up 911, beep, beep, beep. Who do you want to show up? Yeah, a cop, right? So, you know, there's this whole concept of, just ridiculousness that's out there. And that has what's caused, you know, we don't have the ability to, to recruit cops, to keep cops, to train cops, to get enough cops in, uh, in the system. You just do not have that ability at the moment. And I don't know what it's going to take. I don't see this next generation of kids that are in the workforce. I don't see them running out to be police officers in record numbers. I see that to be the opposite. I saw a lot of kids at Chop and Chaz, mostly kids, protesting, defund the police. I mean, what a bunch of idiots. I mean, truly, just, I mean, complete buffoons and idiots, especially here in Seattle. You know, a lot of those kids are now down at Cop City, down Atlanta. You know, they're living in tree forts and they're trying to stop uh, police. You know, everybody wants more police accountability and more police training. And so you go to create a police facility to do just that. And you get a bunch of these anarchists living like little kids in tree forts and uh, throwing fireworks at cops. It's just those are the folks that you're dealing with when you're talking about, you know, all a lot of this outright anti-police rhetoric that you saw at Chop and Chaz. Those are the kids that are out there. And they're just, ugh. And by kids, I mean anybody up until like their mid-30s. Because I, for some reason, kids now reach their mid-30s. And if they haven't been in the workforce, if they haven't been doing a lot of stuff, they're like, effectively, they might be 18, 19 years old at an emotional maturity level. By the time I was in my mid thirties, I had two kids that were who knows how old, owned a couple of businesses and head down go time, right? And that's the way it used to be, but it's not that way anymore. Yeah, I live with my mom and dad and it's all good. I got food stamps and we're all good. I don't see a whole bunch of kids running out to be cops. So, and, and making a lateral move from another, you're going to be, you're going to go from being a uh, software engineer at uh, Amazon or Google or Facebook or whatever it is in here in Seattle and throw on a badge and a holster and call it good. I don't see that happening because you actually have to work as a cop. You physically got to be there. You can't be working from remote, you know, working from home, doing your thing. <laughs> cooking dinner while you're supposed to be working. That doesn't happen. You're out patrolling the streets. So, this storyline, not shocking. It's, it's not shocking at all. And this is, this is happening, uh, you know, across the United States. It's, this is just kind of, the, it's state of the union, right? It's state of the union. And does it have, uh, you know, is there anything you can do to, to shore up your recruiting? Not really, because most of these departments are already offering a big signing bonus, right? Portland right now is offering double overtime. I mean, because they can't hire enough police officers to staff their normal staffing requirements. You got a crew of 16 that are, that should be on board. You, you might have 12, you know, you might have 10. Sometimes you have as low as like two because you've, you've already had people working all this overtime in these events and whatnot. People actually do take vacations every now and then and things like that happen. 
You know what I mean? You can't expect people to work around the clock. So this situation you've got, I expect this to continue forward for a long, long time. And as it does, you're going to have certain elements of criminal activity go the wrong direction, do the up versus the down. The vector is going the wrong way, however you want to see it. So what's that word? What's that do for, for citizens of Seattle? It's not good. What's it do for me? Podcasts for days. I say that jokingly because I live here. I don't want to, I, I don't want to have a, an environment where it's just, you know, more murders than police are able to be recruited. Now, that's not an equation that I want to see, but it's also reality. And I think you need to face the reality because only then can you figure out, all right, what do we do moving forward here? What is the game plan here? And I think it's become so obvious to so many people that recruiting cops is a loser right now that people just want to ignore it. Well, yeah, uh, just don't bring it up. It's, you know, we're doing the best we can. We'll hang in there. I think that's what you got going on. All right, that's it for me. Thanks so much for being here. I'll catch up with you in the next episode. Bye for now. 